Hello, and welcome to I'm on my period piece. I'm Lindsay. I'm Molly. And we are the Sherman Sisters. And whoa, whoa, oh. We spent uh, a couple minutes trying to find out the provenance of that hook. Uh, honestly, I think it was the fastest we've like resolved an issue like yeah. that. You would not believe a few years ago I really struggled um, to find Here Come the Hot Stepper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, it's at weddings, and it's like, da-da-ba-da-da-da. <laughs> and, <laughs> and now it's like my favorite. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, and famously when we were in New Orleans in 2016. Oh, I knew, but you didn't. You and Sherry were going, doop-be-doop-be-doop-doop-doop. Ah. And I was like, I'd heard it, but I didn't know what it was. And y'all trolled me. Uh, yeah. Both of you. Yeah. You kept being like, please, please tell me the name of it. And Sherry goes, I'll tell you what it is. It's... Anyway, what a special episode we have this time. We do. We, we drug our smooth brains through <laughs> the Ryan Murphy cinematic universe. Honeys. Our smooth brains is correct. Not a wrinkle. It's not a fold. Satin. <laughs> and, satin uh, like the set of a Celine Dion music video. And listen, if you're going to do the same thing, might I recommend planchando your own brain before you start? Planchando? Getting... <laughs> Ironing. Oh. A TikTok just reminded oh, me of that verb. Okay. Um, get it all smoothed out before mm-hmm. you attempt it because, yeah. you know, if you've got a complex thought, it's not going to work, babe. <laughs> It may not land. It, we can't make it make sense if you're using critical thinking. <laughs> exactly. In any of the American Horror Story Correct. series. So while there is so such a rich tapestry mm. of Ryan Murphy, mm-hmm. who entered my life in secret in watching Nip Talk After My Guitar episodes See, with a Quizno seen, sub. I've never seen an episode. Oh, you're missing nothing? Okay. Yeah. Nip Tuck was a disaster. So he entered my uh, awareness via Popular, which mm. was only on for two seasons. Okay. Um, and I only saw the la- like the second season of it. And I was like, damn, this is good. Why have I been missing it? And then it went off the air. It's a and shame. And it's not streaming anywhere. And I watched a little bit of Glee, but. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Okay. Then Glee was next. That came out. It's crazy. The The first episode of Glee dropped, like, the month I graduated high school. Damn. Isn't that crazy? That Why would you nuts. premiere a show in May? That's a terrible... Well, maybe it was supposed to be, like, a summer series. Yeah, but then, then it, it was, ended like... ended up being a hit. Shockingly popular. Did you know Ryan Murphy wrote Eat, Pray, Love? No. Honestly, nothing you tell me about that man shocks me. No. 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 He's a... One thing I'll say about him is he's unencumbered by any fear of failure in trying a new... Uh, a new genre. It is inspiring. He also directed the the movie adaptation of Running with Scissors, which was a book I rather enjoyed. And the movie mm. was... Eh. I think I saw it with you, maybe. I don't know. I feel like I saw it on a plane. Oh, it did, who was in it? Uh, oh, it was one of those knockoff Michael Sarahs that ended up kind of being nothing. Oh, okay, never mind. I was thinking for some reason it was uh, Anton Yelchin. Oh, no, I wish. What, rest in peace. Um, he got actually a pretty star-studded cast here, some of which were later in the Murphyverse. Um, he Julianne had Annette Benning. No, okay. No, Annette Benning, Joseph Fiennes, Brian Cox, Evan Rachel Wood, Alec Baldwin. Joseph Cross is who I was thinking of who reminded me. He was like a Michael Sarah. Did he ever take up. off? Uh, maybe. He also looks just like 
and bless it that I can never remember his name, um, Chris Colfer from Glee. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Looks yep. just like him. Well, Ryan Murphy famously has types. He's got a type. He's got a type. Um, um, but before, anyways, before we dive into Ryan Murphy's uh, horrifying oeuvre, oeuvre <laughs> uh, let's sync up, bitch. Oh, my God. Yeah, sorry. Uh, really, what you've been syncing up is as I've been immersed in Ryan Murphy. But, right. Uh, okay. What have you been up to other than Ryan Murphy? Thank you. Thank you for asking. As always, appreciate it. Um, Well, Craig and I dipped our little toes outside of town. Mm -hmm. Um, We did a, like, day trip to... Driftwood. Driftwood I first. I see it on your button. Yeah, I got a button. <laughs> I got merch, babe. That's I dropped cute. a lot of money at that place. Coing. Uh We went to, and I'm, I feel like a dumbass because no one pronounced it the same way there either. But they, it's, is it Sotol or Sotol? Oh, I would have guessed like Sotol. Yeah, who knows? But it's S O T O L. It is a spirit. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is the only distillery of it in the country. Wow. And they are distilling based off of an invasive plant in West Texas, the Sotol plant. Yes, and so they said we could go from, like, New Mexico to where it stops growing in the east, and by the time we've harvested everything, it would have grown over again. Oh, wow. So it's, like, a really sustainable spirit. And I would say they described it as a mix between gin and tequila. I would say there are also whiskey elements, but it is kind of... I wouldn't even say herbaceous. It's just like a very woody tequila, almost like a mezcal. Okay. Um, okay. So we had a flight of that, loved it, and then had a couple cocktails. Um, I had, if you're making a cocktail, would you sub it in for one of those spirits? Or it would you worked just try for, to find yeah. I mean, like there was like an old fashioned and a Paloma. Like they kind of oh, did word. it all. Okay. Um, and then they like infused one with like maple cinnamon. It tasted straight up like cinnamon toast crunch milk. Oh, that sounds good. It was dank. Yeah. And everyone was nice. That's so nice. They were chill, very respectful, distance. It was great. Uh, and then we tried to hop on down to Jester King, and they said no room at the end, even mm. though there was literally wide open spaces. I respect it. Yeah. I, I reserve the right to be frustrated. They have nothing but space out there. Nothing, and they've, they've spaced it out even further. Yeah. And Every time I go, I'm like, there's a huge field out there. Your guys are doing nothing with it. If I learned to do a cartwheel, I could <clears throat> cartwheel all around that place. Totally. Touch nothing. Parker and I went there when they opened. It was like one of our first dates, like maybe our second or third date. Oh. And it was really fun. They had like it's an opening great hoot place. nanny. And uh, they had like bluegrass bands. and It's nice. Their pizza is so good. Their pizza is better than Pius. Yeah, it is. It just is. Someone had to say it. Famously, beer hurts my joints now. Um, oh, that sucks. Did you for know that you. I recently had that discovery? No. Yeah. It's... You mentioned it earlier, but I thought it was just kind of like a joke about approaching 30. No, like, you know, no, you can't no, no, do no. Anything. No, I had a beer on Saturday. And my knees started hurting. No. Yeah. And, and you're such a beer Inflamato. <laughs> I know. I guess I have to pivot. This is like a new chapter, a new me. And I guess I'm just doing jello shots now. <laughs> so I see I see no other way. Pure jello shots. Pure jello shots. shots. Uh, but yeah, we we went to, there's like a local place called like, what did I tell you? It was Beerberg. Yeah, I think that's what you said. A it very was. Disney sort of Yodelberg. Yodelberg, yeah. Uh, and then pop down to kind of tropical for a nightcap. Wonderful. Um, it was great. And then I rested and watched my programs. It was good. That's so lovely. What a restful, recuperative weekend. You gotta. I needed a weekend between talent show and Halloween. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, how are you? You know, girl, just living the the life of a parent of young children. Um, they so are restful. Not at all restful. You know, so last night, I caught up with our, our good Judy, Angeli. Mm-hmm. Hey, girl. And we were talking about our kids and sleep. And this queen told me, I, I don't know how she does this. Her children sleep 
from 7 p.m. to 9 a.m. That's 14 hours. And then they take three to four hour naps in the afternoon as well. I was like, I need you to write a book and give me all of your secrets. Are they Torians? No. Well, no. Uh, The oldest is a Gemini. Mm, Okay. And I don't know what, I think Ari's a... Angelie, sorry, I don't know what his type is. I think it's a what's the his one that's type. In February? His sign? Uh, depends on when in February. I think he's like later February. Pisces. Pi- I think maybe he. She said he was a Pisces. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's an Aquarius. Is that right before Pisces? Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe he's an Aquarius. And then her youngest is a Leo. Okay, just great. like Angelie. Um, I think that's right. Maybe she's whatever comes before Leo. I thought she was born in Leo territory. Cancer. Cancer. I think she's a Leo. Anyways. Um, Riveting! They're perfect children, uh, obviously, and they sleep super well. And I was like, God, I thought I was like set when Tig would sleep from 6 p.m. to 7 a.m. and then take a shit-ass nap in the afternoon. <laughs> and I, I could be living. I could be living different. Because um, lately, Marigold has decided that uh, for a while, you know, I guess we like spoiled her when she was very obviously teething. And now she's like, oh, you guys are going to do whatever the hell I want you to do. I love her attitude. So at 5 a.m. lately, she's been like, mama, mama, in the monitor. And I'm like, well, damn it. Because it's cute. And then I go sit with her and she's like, take off my sleep sack. I want to go read books. Let's go watch Anna, which is what she calls Frozen 2. And we watch it every day, every single day. We Honestly, watch Frozen 2. Nothing could be more iconic than her calling Frozen 2 Anna. <laughs> it's such a baby sister move. It is, but also, like, Anna does get more screen time than Elsa. I think you're right in yeah. the second one. Um, so she, mom got her an Anna Nighty, and Tig has an Elsa Nighty, and they are quite the pair. But um, yeah, we went to Georgetown on Saturday to catch up with mom and dad, and we went to El Monumento, as we always do, me and Parker. Um, had our same server that we love, um, you know, just real a real thrill a minute over here. But we're just like, please, sir, <laughs> please, sir, may I have some sleep? Oh God, it's so bad. Um, we're trying, we're, we're trying to do it. We're trying to hold it together, working I'd, at home. You're doing great. No one can see us wet. Yeah, well, because nobody sees us, period. Okay. Well. In these quarantine times. As the -the on-the-ground gumshoe reporter for the Short family, they're not sweating. (laughs) We're doing fine. They're doing great. Um, I've been reading, again, um, the new Mona Awad. I think I mentioned it last week. Maybe I didn't. But I discussed Bunny with Angelie last night, and she was like, girl, what the hell? <laughs> it's good. I liked I it. I liked it. Uh, but apparently, she and her sisters all read it, and they were like, uh. <laughs> they deleted your number. <laughs> we can't take book recommendations from Lindsay anymore. Um, but I'm like halfway through 13 Ways of Looking at a Fat Girl, and it's, I think it's interesting. I like the way she writes. I think that's, that's a, a kicker for me, you know? It's important when you read an author that you like the way they write, I that's, think. That, yeah. That's an important uh, yeah. thing. And I've always said that. A groundbreaking idea. Yeah. And I've and I've been waiting for people to catch up to me on that one. Cause yeah, you know, like the Crazy Rich Asians franchise makes great movies. I just could not with Kevin Kwan's writing. No, terrible, terrible. Could, I could talk do about it. this till the till the cows come home. It's really just bad. It's bad. Anyway, speaking of things that are uneven to bad, <clears throat> let's mm-hmm. talk about okay. Ryan Murphy's of. Uh, okay, so in the year. 2011, mm-hmm. if I'm understanding correctly. Is that mm-hmm. when that started? I think that's right. 2011, Mr. Ryan Murphy decided to invade our brains 
With a classic series, mm-hmm. American Horror Story. Yep. Every season, a different part of the country, a different place, a different time. Mm-hmm. Uh, tied together with some little threads. Little threads and a little flavor of bullshit. Yep. Every season. Yep. Um, and the thing about him is that he uses just enough real life inspiration mm-hmm. um, to to make you think like, okay. To keep you hopping. Keep You're you like, hopping. I'm gonna, okay, I'm going to see what's going on this season. So there, in some ways... Every season, whether it is or it isn't, it, there are period piece elements. Yeah. Because there's yes. always, like, a flashback. Yeah. Like, so, Murder House is set in the present day. Mm-hmm. But... Which I didn't think about till now, because I would have rated that... That's my favorite season, I think, for, uh, like, well, from we'll beginning get to, to end. We're getting we'll get that, into that to later, later, the ranking of it. But they... They do flashback to other people to like, explain the story of the ghosts that are in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so all the, the seasons so far are um, Murder House, season one, season two, Asylum, mm-hmm. season three, Coven, mm-hmm. season four, Freak Show, season five, Hotel, season six, Roanoke, season seven, Cult, Season eight, Apocalypse, and then we didn't watch season nine, which was nineteen eighty four. Four, five, you haven't and seen Hotel though either. No, yeah, four, five, and nine are going to be blind spots for me. I do okay. plan to watch Hotel. Uh-huh. Um, I understand that Stephanie Germinata got uh, a Golden Globe, a Golden Globe for mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she I have beat to Kirsten Dunst for Fargo. And I, you know, I love Kiki, and I out, I adore my <laughs> Kiki, but she might have deserved it. You think so? Yeah, she was really, really, really good. Okay. It was I, camp. I start. I maybe watched the first two or three episodes of Freak Show, and it's for the same reasons that I can't read Geek Love, which is, I'm like, it's too mean. It, I don't like it. I don't find it's punching things down. set in the circus to be compelling either. I, I mean, as a former circus performer, I hate right. to offend you in this way. Right, okay, yeah, and I, I feel relatively certain we've... Um, tread over this at some point your circus uh passed yeah i absolutely not a joke was a <laughs> junior clown a title sunbeam sunbeam under the tutelage of my felonious grandfather <laughs> uh sunshine and all of his secret society republican dipshit friends <laughs> in the shriner circus. circus yeah at the Houston Astrodome, the eighth wonder of the world. Now, uh, when Grandpa told us he was a clown. Yeah. No, thank you. What a moment. I'll never forget that. I will never forget it. Um, <laughs> we were spending the night at our grandparents' house for the weekend. We may have discussed this in years past, but it's always worth a refresher. Yeah. We were spending the night at our grandparents' house. I guess my parents were having like a date night or whatever. And Granny was like hyping up. We've got a surprise for you. We are going to take you for a surprise. And they took us to a photography studio in a strip mall somewhere in the spring or Cypress area. I do remember it being a hike from their house. Yeah, it was a while. It was a while. And when we got there, we were picking up photos of our grandfather as a clown. A yeah. clown posed with... A clown. <laughs> Jester, you have done it again. Constantly raising the bar for the circus and, <laughs> and doing it foolishly. foolishly. Um, I would love to... I know that, like, I had a framed photo of it on the ledge of my room. And I, I know it's got to exist somewhere. He was, like, posed with a ladder. Yeah. No, it was, like, a white backdrop. There's, like, a yep. ladder. There's a gumball machine. Yep. He's, like, in full clown gear. 
Um, it must have been shortly after that that he was like, not only am I a clown. <laughs> I would like to extend an invitation. <laughs> Genetically, I've noticed a trait in you that indicates clownery. <laughs> and they... I, one of the I'm str- so thankful to not be the youngest I know, you, child. You aged out of the program. Um, one strong, like there's like a like a sense and hearing memory that I have tied to this, which is that when I was getting my face beat, <laughs> with <laughs> which is makeup drag terminology. Right. She was not getting beaten. No, I was, was not getting the tar kicked she out. She was getting me. her mug beat. I was getting my mug beat <laughs> with my my sisters who were sixty year old men. <laughs> And they just straight up put like baby powder or like a big poof of it like all over my face before they started applying the grease paint. And there was like a what, like the more popular clown who was like a hobo, <laughs> was like a like a, like oh. a 1930s like car riding yep, yep, tramp yep. eating a can of beans. Very that. And he also had a grandson who was a junior clown, but he was like the popular one. Like he was mm. gregarious. Mm. And he was walking around singing in a beautiful timbre. What would you do if I sang out of tune? Which was, of course, the Joe Cocker version. Right, correct. While I'm just getting. <laughs> and then Grandpa's like, all right, I guess you need to teach you some tricks. <laughs> and like, taught me, like, he and gave me, like, a. was, like, so awkwardly, quietly soft spoken. Yeah, like, he no, was. Like, a, clownery was not. It was not a natural fit really, for him. God, like, God equipped the called there. <laughs> uh, he gave me, like, a, it was like a, a rat, like a hollowed out fake rat. Oh, yeah. That you put your thumb in. Mm-hmm. And he was like, aren't people get up close to you? Put it in your hand and go, I want to see my rat. And then, whoa! You know, like, scare them. <laughs> And I did that, <laughs> and uh, it won me some fans. That's great. I, was, I think I took to clowning a little more naturally. You were so cute, is what I remember. <laughs> like, you had this, like, cottony white, like, hair that just, like, wisps it's, like, everywhere. sticking out so of my wig. So it would stick wig. out of your wig. Yeah. Oh, it was so stinking cute. And, like, people would ask you to sign. Like, can I have your signature sunbeam? And you would just do, like, a little S with, like, a little sun around Because yeah, I was illiterate. <laughs> it, was, it was so cute. But, um... Anyway, yeah. all this to say, I feel inoculated against clown fear. Like, when people bring it up, I actually don't believe <laughs> You're them. You're like, maybe I am a clown. Right. Well, but when people are like, I'm afraid of clowns, I'm like, shut up. It's like, it's like it's so belaboring the point too much point. about saying, like, I hate the word moist. <laughs> Little quirky thing about me. <laughs> you know? like well, fun thing I like you guys might not know about is Harry Potter. Jeez Louise. There was a person, and we've we, alluded girl, to this person. We have person. touched on this every chance you get. Every chance you person. get. <laughs> but their whole, their whole personality is based on liking things that everyone likes. You guys like the Beatles? They're my favorite band. You're going to get doxxed, and I feel fine about it. I'm not going to get doxxed. Anyways. Anyway. That could that could honestly apply to so many people. Yeah. That's the entire... You're going to get doxxed by several people. That's the Gen Z... Like their impression of what a millennial woman is, and in, oh, I know it's like really embarrassing. Like we do, yeah. like when I hear that, I'm like, I have to like spread the notes to my friends. Like we don't, we don't say adulting anymore. We don't say all the things. No, oh, we don't say I all the things. All the things. No, in of course, years. of course, of course. We're but we're ahead of the bell curve, right? Anyway, so so I think that you had a framework for how you wanted to address the different historical references, yeah, well, and so period we, piece moms. We talked about doing a ranking. Our ranking. Do you want to do that to the end? I would save that for the end because okay. I'm still noodling on okay, it. Okay, so what I have is a list of 
five characters that are based on real people who have the same name and general like traits as the people they're based on. Mm-hmm. And then five characters with that are like a loose inspiration from actual historical figures. Um, but they have like a different name in a different context. Okay. You and feel? then I think that I had more perhaps. We'll we'll figure it out. Okay. Okay, yeah, let's yeah. start with like the true blue historical ones. Yeah. I would say the season obviously richest with this is not the Roanoke one. Coven. It's Coven. It's Coven. They have uh, Madame LaLaurie, mm-hmm. Marie Laveau, and then the Axeman, all based on real people. So, um, Madame LaLaurie and Marie Laveau were actually contemporaries, because I, like, was going to run into this and just like, bah, 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 like, Ryan mm-hmm. Murphy, you were wrong about this, this, and this. He wasn't as off as you would think. I mean, they had, like, a character based on Papa Legba, which was a flex, but kind of cool. Oh, yes, yes. But yeah, the Madame Lollerie and Marie Laveau living in like, it was 19th century New Orleans? Yeah, it was at like, the same time. Yeah, um, like 1830s ish. So, Madame Lollerie, um, and if you have taken a ghost tour in New Orleans, which if you haven't You've seen I, her house, I highly recommend. Was that the house that Brad Pitt bought? Uh, it was Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage. What so, a choice. I know. So, there's this gorgeous three story house on Royal Street that this woman uh, occupied. She was a wealthy widow. This is her third marriage. She married a physician. Around the time that, like, the shit really went down, Mm -hmm, she was mm kind of separated from him. So, woman, crazy, crazy wealthy. And a thing that they will always call out on ghost tours, which I'm like wouldn't be super proud of it like whatever like they're always like okay obviously slavery was horrible yikes yeah but they like every ghost tour person i've encountered is like quick to tell me about french code which Which is what was that again i forgot so new orleans actually had more laws in place to like they still have by the way a French um, oh yeah they have constitution uh, yeah yeah the French code was basically it was like the care and keeping of your slaves was very yikes yeah I know I'm like every time they do it they're like and we were progressive and I was like mm, not really I mean still heard the thing about the slaves there right like, like they were guaranteed Sundays off and it's like were they guaranteed personhood right <laughs> that seems important but like it was strictly enforced and like mistreatment was very like not tolerated it was prosecuted to the yeah. fullest extent so like there had been rumors and like police had been called about madame lollery's um mm-hmm. mistreatment of slaves in the past mm-hmm. um enslaved people i should say um but there have also, to the same degree that, like, Elizabeth Bathory has brought up, there's been, like, exaggerations by the ghost tour industry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to the, like, in varying degrees of, like, she's had hundreds of victims. She's human centipeded them. Oof. There is evidence of, like, extreme torture. Yeah. And it, like, to... It says they discovered bound enslaved people in her attic who showed evidence of cruel, violent abuse oh, over a horrible. long period. Oh, horrible. And several young children died under under that house as her well. Ho- her house was sacked by an outraged mob of New Orleans citizens. Yes. They always, again, the ghost store people bring that up to be like, we were different. We were nicer slave owners. And it's like, <laughs> okay, girls, please stop. The food here is dank. But like, <laughs> let's not. The art scene, the music. We love it we here. We love it all. However. We love it all. <laughs> it's not really due to white people (laughs) very that i feel lucky to be here exactly (laughs) yeah um so this all kind of came to a head 
when um, one of the enslaved people there lit the house on fire and attempted suicide. And then that's when, like, it was revealed how bad the conditions were there. So, in many ways, they kind of got it right. So, this is Madame Lalaurie in season three, Coven, is played by the inimitable Kathy Bates. She really is so good at this role. She's so good. They do, the one thing they steal in this is, I told you, the Elizabeth Bathory element of it, is that, like, um, one of the, ins- I feel like I'm really not saying, it sounds clunky and wrong, but only one of the enslaved yeah. people working for her, that sounds like it's like optional yeah, no, but you yeah, know what I'm one saying. of the people she'd enslaved she had thank you oh yeah. really good thank right. you um was brushing her hair hit a snag and um madame Allery hits her with the hairbrush blood yes. splatters and then she's, and that's when she realizes it makes her look younger right she, like, paints it on her face or something I, I well, she, put said, that she says something like an injection of new life will give me vitality Oof. it's so creepy but the way she says vitality has like stuck with me it's so there there's a moment in that house really is so effing pretty it's really so pretty <laughs> but nicholas cage did zero research and bought it Ugh. like with his like ghostwriter money and then immediately had to sell it yeah they they, they they'll be like "Ooh, no one knows who the owner is Ooh, and it's like probably someone boring um so the thing with this depiction is first of all kathy bates ate it up ate it up there is a moment where they try to act like she's going to be redeemed do you remember this no so gabarai sidibe's character queenie is like uh deca- somehow somewhere along the way lala is like decapitated she's like yeah. kept as their housemaid oh, yeah. and then her head's cut off and then like like queenie like <laughs> I forgot about this. She like, every season has these weird this, things. That this happen. was the moment where I was like, really, like I have to turn my television set off. But it was like a Clockwork Orange thing where she just sits her little head in front of um, footage from the Civil Rights Movement. Oh my god! And then there's like this like beautiful gospel song playing, and it's like like footage of Dr. King. Ryan Murphy's and she, like, if only Madame Lalaurie could have seen Dr. King. I know, and you really think he's going in that direction, and like you know, she starts crying, and then later she's like, I was crying because I was disgusted. Like she's oh like not, god. she's not redeemed because I was like, you really please don't redeem this woman who no. like tortured people. Of course not. Um. So, but they also have this uh, fake rival with her Marie and Marie Laveau. Laveau. And let me tell you whose side I would take in that well, argument. let me tell you something. Right, Marie, is Marie Laveau, Laveau not a good person? Not great. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's Angela Bassett. It's Angela Bassett, and we, and we that, have... To, that woman is incredible. There's nothing you can say. There's like, nothing, I mean, like... What, she, what can you say? <laughs> she's... Do you have anything new to say? Unbelievable. No. <laughs> Like, when she's on my screen, everyone shut up. I, like shut I feel up all the time. I feel like my skin is getting better. I mean, it's like, but like as an inspiration, I mean, you know, like it's there's retinol. Yes, it's happening. What's By the way, I think I had like a chemical Courtney B Vance. Courtney B Vance. I think I had like a chemical reaction to retinol. Oh no! <laughs> if you look, like, it does happen. It's yeah. called a. Uh, it's called a retinol purge. Oh, what's and that it also mean? it like makes don't keep it away from your eyes though. Well, but I I put it there to get rid of my milia. Oh, you do need to do it. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll just do toner. Fascinating. You use your yeah, your, use your pixie toner. Okay, thank you. Skincare. <laughs> okay, um, sorry. Anyway, sorry. I'm like I look chapped. Um, <laughs> that happens when you start a retinol though. It just it's does. notable. So Marie Laveau, they set up this like um, rivalry between them. Marie Laveau is played by. 
the incredible Angela Bassett. Mm. Unbelievable. Um, and the things that Ryan Murphy got correct was that actually she did own a hair salon. Is that right? <laughs> I had no idea. It, it describes her uh, occupation on Wikipedia as occultist, voodoo priestess, midwife, nurse, and herbalist. Yeah. Come on, business so owner. So she was... Um, Extremely light skinned, mm-hmm. mixed, um, and yep. also uh, proven to have owned or rather enslaved twelve people. <gasps> Yikes! Yeah, yeah. Her, so that's the her thing. children. Her daughters survived to adulthood. Oh no! Sorry, her only two children to survive into adulthood were daughters. I see. Okay, so she had multiples. Yikes! I mean, that yeah. There's probably then. people in New Orleans who could be like that. My great grandmother is marie laveau that's crazy and there's been like songs and stuff written about it. i mean like Gosh. there's there's a lot of money to be made and being like oh marie laveau love potion you oh know? she yeah she's absolutely a tourism draw yeah yeah um so ryan murphy correct that is a person mm-hmm. um incorrect mm-hmm. on most fronts but she did own a hair salon okay interesting um and then of course she was an occultist so you kind of nailed that one there's no evidence that she had a lover that was mutilated by madame lalaurie no Nope. Can you believe it? Unbelievable. <laughs> um, and then, of course, from that season, the Axe Man. Uh, played by Danny Houston. Oh, you know what? He's he got a trickster. Oh, I was going to say he could. Come and get it? Yeah. yeah. No, he can. Of course. <laughs> like, of course. He's a very, very cute man There's to me. something so dark about the Houston family. Girl. And I just realized there was another one from the Houston family that I'd never heard of. He's on Fargo this season, and Mom texted me about him, and it was Houston without the O. Like, well, without the first O. Yeah. And so I was like, wait a minute, is he related? Wait, who is he? Oh, uh, gosh. I think it's Jack Houston, maybe? I thought I'd heard the name Jack Houston. So he is on Fargo. He's really good. He's playing this uh, this police officer who's, like, a crooked cop. He's, like, in with the mafia. Mm-hmm. But his... Mu- wait. What is it? His mother is... His aunt is Angelica Houston. Yes. And his father... Sorry, his uncle is Danny. So he must be... So his uncle also, though... So who are your parents? Tony Houston. Tony Houston. But his... I think it's his uncle, maybe, who is married to... He's the Marquis of Chumley. And do you know that name? It's, I, it's, it was in the news, wasn't it? It's spelled it? like Cholmondeley. Yeah. It's one of those very goofy British last names. Weren't but they his wife drama. is allegedly William's mistress. mistress. Okay, that's right. Yeah. You so, always find a way, bitch. I know. I know. David the Chumley. The Marquess of Chumley. And Marquess always sounds like it's a female like title, but it's apparently a Marquess. I don't know how they say it. Well, because it's Marchinette like the... is what they call the wife. It's like the anglicization of Marquis, right? I guess, yeah. But I don't know how that works anyway. Like, that whole system. The seventh Marquess of Chumley. We shouldn't know these people. No. Y'all should be working a job like the rest of us. But he's 60. She's 36. They live next door to Kate and Will. Okay. And apparently were, you know, got on famously. Uh Uh-huh. And then Will got on famously with her. Okay. Okay. That's what the folks say. So that's his mom? Or his stepmom? That's his aunt. Okay. Okay. marriage. That is nuts to me. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Uh, I think I had so that would be, sent you the Angelica Houston That would be Houston Danny Houston's quote. sister-in-law, I yeah, think. Yeah, I suppose. God, crazy. 
where she talks about raining a variety of blows on him. <laughs> I was trying to tell Parker about these pearls from your swine. Okay, that, I thought about that, like, while I fell asleep the other night, and I was like, I think I'd take him back. <laughs> like, so, Angelica Houston famously dated Jack Nicholson for, what, 10 years? A long time. A long time. But they didn't live together. They never did. No, and they talk about it briefly in All the Lives I Want, where, like, her father kept giving her horrible advice, like, he's just gonna cheat on you. And he did. Yeah. Prodigiously. He, he was like, you just need to get over Okay, I found it. I found it. Who is it? Um, someone we follow on Twitter posted this. In an adapt- adaptation from the second volume of her memoirs, Angelica Houston writes about the end of her relationship with Jack Nicholson, sharing details of the day she attacked him after hearing about an episode with another woman and recalling the night he told her that actress Rebecca Broussard was pregnant with his child. After a friend called Houston about a Playboy article concerning Nicholson and another woman, Houston writes, I beat him savagely about the head and shoulders. He was ducking and bending, and I was going at him like a prize fighter, raining a vast array of direct punches. Vast array. Houston also writes about the gift Nicholson sent her that Christmas, an extraordinary pearl and diamond bracelet that Frank Sinatra had once given to Ava Gardner. I mean that detail. I mean unbelievable. Unbelievable. Houston writes that the card... Uh, said he hoped she would not find it overbearing and concluded with the sentiment, these pearls from your swine with happiest wishes for the holidays. Enjoy your Jack. Is that not the most charming, these pearls from your swine? I... What a piece of shit. But that's... You see how she felt about with him. Absolutely. And I don't think domestic is abuse. Abuse is funny. Like, I don't have a double standard about it. No, like, no, oh, no. it's totally fine if a woman beats him. No, it's never fine. No. Um, however... <laughs> the way she... It's like, I rained blows that, upon him. I rained a vast array of direct punches. <laughs> are they... It's the way it was worded. Are they cool now, do you think? I don't know. They're both at that age where they just sort of look like sacks of wrinkles. Yeah. You know, where she's still like, beautiful. She is still beautiful, and she's, there's there's like a very interesting allure about her. And with him, do you know she's gotten better with age? I mean, maybe maybe I would uh, say forty is where her best. She was okay on Transparent. Yeah, no, she was. But like, it's like when you see Kathleen Turner now, and you're like, ooh. Well, so like, I looked up pictures of young Angelica Houston, and I was like, man, in her t- teens and twenties, she was like a pretty enough girl. It's like it, it, it's the Kate Blanchett curve. But when she was in her thirties, forties, fifties, she was just undeniably a stunner. You know, yeah, it's unreal. Um. I'm going to Google Angelica Houston Young. Yeah, go for it. When she was with Nicholson, too, I mean, my lord. Yeah. Oh, it was, what a pair. What a pair. He was, are, he was straight up a hottie. We're so far afield. Yeah, no, from no, I get it, I get it, I get it. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, Danny Houston, Angelica's half-brother, right? I think that's right. Sure. I think they have the same father, but not the same mother. Um, he's very cute to me. Yeah, no, he's Has, he just is. He's just got a little something. There's like a like a dark complexion to that family that is yes. very alluring. But he plays a Oh, he was born in Rome as well. Which, okay. See, I sense there's like something Do you know who he was married to? What? Virginia Madsen. Oh, she's hot. Yeah. What an interesting character. Oh, Craig Craig was trying to convince me to watch like a scary movie. It was Candy uh yeah, Candyman. He wanted me to watch from the 90s. Virginia Madsen's in it. Oh, she's great. Um, I hope. I don't know. She (laughs) seems cool. Um, But so um, Danny Houston plays the Axeman based on an actual serial serial killer in New Orleans. Um, But. Who was obviously not the contemporary of the other two aforementioned historical figures. He's like in the 40s. Is that when that happened? Yeah. And did did like jazz. Um, But they have him somehow alive. I can't remember the the conceit of why these people are all 
around for these witches to see. He comes back, I think, on Halloween when the barrier maybe is thin. Right. That maybe that's right. But yeah. he and Jessica Lange's character, the Supreme Fiona Good, have a great little. They catch on. There is a chemistry between like a those two fire. actors. Yeah, it's like a house good. on fire. Yes. Um, which also lends to, I would say, Jessica Lange's best line delivery, most iconic line of the entire series. What is this? Naughty Pine. pine? Uh, it's incredible. She, yeah, in the afterlife, she realizes she's spending her time in a fishing cabin in Louisiana with the Axe Man, which he's thrilled about because he's like, "My love, so much good time for us to have together." And she's like, "This is shabby accommodations. <laughs> These are shabby accommodations. Not that I I feel it <laughs> and I relate to it. Yikes! Uh, oh no, Virginia Madsen's next husband was Antonio Sabato yeah, I saw Jr. That. I did see that. It does so give maybe me pause. She's not. <laughs> they look like hands. Thank to you. Me. <laughs> Um, maybe she is not great. I do wonder. I do wonder. So, uh, I will just say she's very pretty and that Danny Houston is cute. Yes. I don't know. It's cool that they were together for a minute. I don't know what her story is and I won't co-sign on her whole thing. No, you can't. Um, anyways, so those three are in that season together, season three. Mm -hmm. Um, the other, based on real people that they're named on, um... I guess I would put this in the other category, though, because the Countess in the hotel season, mm -hmm. Lady Gaga. I mean, she's named for her. She's named Elizabeth Bathory, Countess Elizabeth Bathory. Um, but she's in a different context. She's in a hotel in L.A. and not, you know, Romania. Is that right? Was it Romania? I think that's right. I think that's right, yeah. Um, but then also the Black Dahlia in the murder house, Elizabeth Short. Yes. Was Played a, by Mina Suvari. Where is Mina Suvari? <laughs> I was so thrilled when she showed up. She is so she cute. She is cute. Ugh. She is cute. Okay, well, there are other named characters that are like eh, eh. so Some so like small in ones in hotel. There's like there's this character that's based on AJ Holmes. We'll get to him. Oh, in a we're minute. gonna get to that section. And next, they have but... he has like people at his table eating dinner, playing. I think it's maybe playing poker or something with him. But it's like known. Like Eileen Warnos. Oh, that's right. They known. had Lily Rabe play her. Yeah. Yeah. I love Lily Rabe. Use yeah. her more. Cast Lily Rabe more. No, I know. More. I always, I, I, every time I see her, I think about her late mother, Jill Clayburgh, who was the mom in Bridesmaids. Oh my gosh. I always oh, forget she this. She just greets and beaver first at the door every day. <laughs> that line delivery. <laughs> what an iconic. She goes to AA just for like the social aspect of it. She's not an addict. She's like, yeah, you know, these people have been through so much. She was a scene stealer. She was really good. That was really all I'd seen Jill Clayburgh again, but I was like, enough. I'm, I'm sold. sold. <laughs> Go ahead. And I'm going to sign, seal, deliver. Yeah, you got me, um, girl. There was also a character you were talking about who was in Cult. Okay. Well, there's a few. Okay. Uh, Go ahead. In, in the, cult. the Lena Dunham character. Was yes. Based so there's on, really small injections of like, and also this. Real people. Yeah. They yeah. always feel like such an afterthought. They really are. So, well, and I have a few actually, um, a few others that are just, these are, these are not even hardly worth a mention, but if we go in order, um, in Murder House, for no clear reason, like Connie Britton's character is on the murder tour mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. leads to her house. Mm -hmm. And they talk about Sal Menio's death in like a back alley. And then they have this like weird flashback about it. So Sal Menio was a bisexual actor in the seventies mm -hmm. who almost certainly was killed due to a hate crime, but yeah. like the family didn't super pursue it. Um, and then in <laughs> asylum, you have that extremely strange and Frank moment. Oh, that was so weird. And so 
so unnecessary. Unnecessary. By the way, have you seen that TikTok of no. that someone used the audio from Dairy Girls of like, are you reading my oh, diary? Yes. yes, it's my book report. <laughs> you, but that better not be my diary. Yeah. I had to bring it to school. It's my book report. They use that as like Anne Frank's yes. diary. I think I sent that to you. You probably did. No, Franca Potente, though, beautiful. Fra- She's the one that played Anne Frank. Oh, I, so where have I seen her? Just, she was in, I believe... The um, original uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo movies. Okay. Um, Famously did not see those. Oh, maybe that's not right. She was in uh, The Born Identity, The Born Supremacy. Okay, Dad. Um, I know. She's super pretty, though. You'd recognize her if you saw her. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm certain I would. Um, Franca Potente. Bless you. Which, what a fun name. Run, Lola, run. Okay, I've heard of that. Uh, She looks a little bit like italicized Julia Stiles. I see that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she was in The Conjuring 2. Okay, no, yeah, I've seen her in... seen Run Lola Run briefly on television. Okay, I've never seen it, but... Um, um, I mean, that's a look you don't forget. No, yeah. She's, she looks a lot like Julia Stiles. I was so right. And Julia Stiles is also in the Bourne movies. There you go. Um, there anyways, you I think she's super beautiful. Yeah, but. she's very beautiful. So there's the weird Anne Frank thing, um, and then in... Uh, there's probably others that I'm even missing. There's Cult, Valerie, So Salonis. Cult has, like... <sighs> this is another one of those weird, like, Ryan Murphy attempts at, like turning someone who was a piece of shit into, like, a feminist icon. But she was, like, a rad femme, yeah? She was a rad femme. I mean, look, she's worth discussion. She's not worth completely writing off. No. But, like, he put this, this like, really strange... I'll, I'll give another example of this from the Murphyverse in a moment. Yeah. But this, like, really strange dialogue. Selena Dunham plays Valerie Solanas, who is the would-be assassin of Andy Warhol. Okay. And, okay. of course, he tapped in no one but the best, Lena Dunham. Which... She's that, not a talented actress. That casting choice alone carries so much water for telling you how to feel about this character. That casting choice is like, it's like a wink, wink, feminist nudge, TM. nudge to white feminists who stopped using having white feminists using having be, using having um, who stopped developing any more th- like critical thinking after the twenty after election. like Emma Watson told them it was cool to be a feminist. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right. Yep. 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 Very pantsuit nation. I was gonna say pussy very hats. that. Yeah. Very that. Um. Yeah, and she just gives this, like, weird Jeremiah ad about, like, I could have done it, too, but I, you stopped me, which is also probably true. Anyway, all this to say, just, like, a weird moment with Valerie Solanas. Um, another example of Ryan Murphy using someone who is just a piece of shit as, like, a women-have-it-tough moment is in Pose, which I think he's got minimal involvement in. But, of yeah. course, he, he brought in... Miss Patty Lapone, and you can't be mad when Patty Lapone's on no, the screen. No, we love her. Yeah, but her character in season two is like no, she's like an awful person. Awful person. Yeah, she's a. And they try to humanize her in, at some moments, they, and it's they like try but to don't humanize. Like she, when she's on trial, she's like, "You wouldn't try me like this if I was a man." And it's like, uh, I would like to see everyone like this on Doesn't trial. Doesn't she sing at the the home? Am she does, but she sings at the home as a means of distraction while they seize that's Blanca's right. shop. Okay, that's right. That's right. Pose is, right. I would say, of everything in the Murphy verse. Which again, I don't think that he wrote it. I, I know he was just involved. Yeah, yeah. I would say Pose is the strongest one. And in fact, maybe we should discuss what the strongest and weakest in the Murphy verse is after uh, this. Also, the politician is great. Politician is is great. Um, okay. I think that's all I had for the small mentions. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then... Oh, sorry. One other thing. The uh, name of the butcher in Roanoke, he just stole that name. That was like a governor's wife. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thomas and... Uh, Thomasina, they named her. But it was, yeah. It was like no basis that she was a butcher. Well, and then in a hotel, 
they have Dennis O'Hare play a character named Elizabeth Taylor. Oh, that's cute. But it's, they're playing like, um, it's like a gender queer bartender. I love Dennis O'Hare. Dennis O'Hare carries so much water in the American Horror Story universe. I'm literally Googling this now to make sure that I didn't. Okay, I just want to make sure this hasn't happened yet. What? It surprises me that Ryan Murphy hasn't used D.B. Cooper as a character yet. Oh, it's D.B. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the plane yeah. jacker. Yeah. Yeah. That is surprising. That will happen at some point, right? Anything that there's, like, a lot of murky, we don't know. Uh-huh. He's like, I will exploit that. I also feel like there is some untapped territory in, I would say, early 20th century, if not before, Hill Country, Texas, that could be used mm, for mm-hmm. an American Horror Story. Oh, absolutely. Uh, like Dust Bowl. American Horror Story Dust Bowl. I would, would watch that. Would be great. I mean, I told you I went to that really creepy, like, yeah. haunted jail museum yeah. in Lockhart. Yep. And then also there's, like, the whole element of the freethinkers in, mm-hmm. in comfort and area yes. that would make really good fodder. Yeah, that would be. Oh, I also forgot to mention there is a character based on Rudolph Valentino, who is yes. very important. Or it's actually named Rudolph. It's the it's the character in Hotel, and I th- yeah. think that that is also an Evan Peters character. Yeah, or no? Oh, I don't shoot. remember. Maybe it was Dakota Johnson. Evan Peters out here doing back handsprings for Ryan Murphy. Listen, if the man's not getting paid so much ding-dang money for every season. He is playing two, three parts in yeah. so many seasons. It's insane. Um, it's crazy. And, like, he he really do give it to you every bowl. Um, I need everyone to, to Google, um, or YouTube, rather, Cola Scola, either Help I'm Stuck, or I think you <sighs> can just find the clip of it if you search Cola Scola Gay for Pay. Okay. But it's... The, the Ryan Murphy casting call thing. Oh, my god! Yeah, it's very good. Um, okay, so Finn Whitrock is the one that plays oh, Rudolph yeah, his Valentino. New yeah, uh, who's straight, I believe. Sure. Um, it's he's, like a he's very, Darren Chris. He's very of that same... Uh, he looks exactly like Dakota Johnson. He looks exactly like... Wait, you said Dakota West Johnson Bentley. earlier, and I... Not Dakota Johnson. Yeah, Dakota, that is, in fact, a woman. Dakota, he plays... Help me. Help um, me help you. He, he plays on 30 Rock. He plays Danny. Oh. <laughs> uh, frick. Um, Let's just see what Dakota comes up. Dakota. Oh, it's not Dakota. It's like maybe Wyoming. Man. What is his name? There's a couple of Dakotas. Um, <laughs> there's Dakota Fanning. There's Dakota. Cheyenne Lindsay. His name is Cheyenne Jackson. <laughs> and you called him Dakota Johnson. <laughs> The dumbest bitch. (laughs) Oh my god, today you became a mom. I'm gonna have to call Dakota Johnson over and over. You called him Dakota Johnson. I'm gonna have to call Who Weekly about Cheyenne Jackson and Dakota Johnson being name blindness for me because what the hell? I I won't even bring up the worst of your offenses on that because it could just so easily paint you in a bad light. What? My my name blindness? With Will with Will I <laughs> Oh yeah, don't don't get into that. Cheyenne Jackson, I'm so sorry. Um, so sorry, sweetie. <laughs> so Cheyenne Jackson, Finn Whitrock, uh Wes Bentley. Who are the other ones? Who's even Wes Bentley? There's a couple of um there's like a, a meme. You're not almost. over here. Oh, Wes Bentley, yes, he was in the Hunger Games. There's a couple memes of like the men Ryan Murphy cast. It's it's kind of oh, unreal. Matt Bomer. Yeah, Matt um, Bomer, been on a few of them. 
it's it's also in Murder House, like inadvertently, he cast three of the biggest stars of Nashville. Interesting. Yeah, and they all ended up on Nashville the next year. Else? Connie Britton, the guy who plays her husband, is the one who was married to... That's Dermot Mulroney. No, 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 Dylan no, no, McDermott. Let me finish. He was, he's a flashback. He's the husband who raped Moira. Huh? Who, okay, oh my God. It's been a while since you've seen it, clearly. It has. Um. Okay, there's a flashback to the 80s where Jessica Lange's character, whose name I cannot remember, Constance, mm-hmm. her husband, the guy who plays him, plays Connie Britton's husband in Nashville. And then one of the um one of the police inspectors is also in Nashville. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I'm here for any Nashville related questions as I feel that I'm one of five Americans that watched it. Yeah. Uh you, you truly are. Yeah. Um uh okay, so back to the situation at hand which is characters that are inspired by mm-hmm. actual people but they have a different name or a different context um so bloody face in asylum mm-hmm. is it's a what's his face plays in uh oh uh zachary quinto zachary quinto um and he's like doctor or something i can't remember the name but he's, he would just walk around with that toothbrush in his mouth <laughs> on girls Oh my god, he was on Girls. I forgot. Yeah, he was Jess's like side piece, like between, like before Adam. God, I gotta rewatch. He was like Girls. an artist boyfriend, and his like shtick in like Brooklyn in the tens was like walking around with like a full blown toothbrush in his mouth, like a toothpick. Why? I don't know. Um, that was anyway. like real Zachary Quinto or the character. The character. Okay, okay. Um, so Bloody Face is inspired by an actual serial killer named Ed Gein. Gein. Mm-hmm. Gein. He's also the guy that inspired Buffalo Bill, mm-hmm. uh, which I've actually never seen those movies. Uh, well, I fell asleep during the other ones, but I would absolutely recommend that you watch the first um, one. Yeah, Silence well, of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. Um, okay, so Evan Peters' character in Hotel, uh, his name is James March. He's like this evil hotelier that like builds this hotel that's purpose built for killing people. Mm-hmm. He's based on H. H. Holmes, so partial credit. Mm-hmm. And I find H. H. Holmes absolutely fascinating. Have you seen that TikTok of like dads doing series searches, and one of them was like. Book. Book like Devil in White City. <laughs> no. I liked Devil in White City. What next? <laughs> I read it 10 years ago, and I still think about the last chapter, because you we were in Portland when I read the last chapter. I like stayed up a little bit too late, and you were asleep, and it was like... Um, about how like everybody that voted to convict H.H. H. Holmes was like, they died in like a super violent way. Like he cursed them as he was being executed. Oh gosh. And they all, like all the jurors, the judge, everybody had like, like house fires or like some freak accident that killed them. Um, okay. Dr. Arden in Asylum. Who is that actor? James something. I am so being a uh, man tonight. Oh no, no. I know him because he's in Babe. Oh, yeah, he is in Babe. Famously in Babe. That's right. Um, okay, give me a minute. Give me a minute. Dr. Arden, American Horror Story Asylum. Dr. Arden. <laughs> He's based on Joseph Mengele, the Nazi doctor. Yes, who I believe, was he, wh- when did he meet his end? I was th- it at the Hague? James Cromwell. I th- Yes, James Cromwell. I thought that Mengele was... Um, I think there was a murder suey with his family, was there not? Is that right? He was known no, as the no, angel No, 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 no. He lived until old age. Are and you serious? Until 1979. Gross. Oh, That's he just... escaped to Brazil. That's why. <gasps> Disgusting. I want to Dis- say his family... Disgusting. There was... Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, so... 
that's based on a real character. And then... Um, well, that makes sense that he... Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, Twisty the Clown in Freak Show, mm-hmm. which I... That's one of the more burned-in-my-brain images. Huh? Sorry. That's one of the more burned-in-my-brain images from all of American Horror Story. That's like it's a twisty? very... Yeah. He's twisty like, did not make an impression on me. He's so creepy. Again, the clown phobia thing. And, but No, I was singing uh, John Wayne Gacy by Sue Fountainstein. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's based on John Wayne Gacy, and that's John Carroll Lynch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now that dude. He's scary. He's very scary. Um, and then uh, Tate in Murder House, which is Tate in Murder House is, is Evan okay. Peters. He's inspired by the Columbine shooters. Like he's a he's a school shooter. Yeah, it's now, a bit before Columbine because he did that apparently in '94. So when I was still teaching middle school, and I was an, a yearbook teacher, there were a couple of kids that like. There's this one girl that. She was extremely, like, bold and kind of confident. She didn't have any kind of, like, qualms about asking teachers, like, personal questions. So mm-hmm. she was she was really cute, but she was like, Miss Short, do you watch American Horror Story? And I was like, I do. You do? And she was like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love Tate. He's, like, so cute. <gasps> she, like... I saw her like watching like fan cam videos. Oh yeah, of Tate. Yeah, no, the girls loved him. The girl, and the thing is, Evan Peters is has, a cutie patootie. He is a certified and he 100% has percent cutie. He's been that boy for a minute. He was in a movie with like Alexa Vega Johnson when I was a youth called wow. like Slumber Party, and it was like these girls it was like their last night of eighth grade. And class. No, I know. Let me let me confirm that this is the name of the film. The film. Um, but he was like, I mean, he always has those like flared nostrils and like just looks like a goof patoot. Well, and his like, face looks like a he, sculpture, I he, think. That's bold. I was going to say he just looks like Malcolm McDowell from, um, there's that too. From Clockwork Orange. But he and, he and Emma Roberts were together off and on for Sleepover seven in 2004 years. Yeah. Can you believe? And then now she's pregnant with Garrett Headland. Oh, gross. Was that even Alexa Vega Johnson? Who was it? It's Alexa Pena Vega. Alexa Pena Vega. Yeah. yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. Does yeah. she live in Texas now? I think. I'm not sure. I'm Jane not. Lynch was in that movie. Classic. <laughs> Classic. Um, Jane Lynch is so disappointing as I'm going, <laughs> I'm going to create an environment that is so toxic. <laughs> um, I remember laughing at this movie like, "Ha, huh, what a joke!" But then, like, also at the same time, being like, "However, Evan Peters, <laughs> <laughs> hello. Oh, do you know he grew up rich?" Uh, that doesn't surprise me. Like, <laughs> okay. anyone who's successful in Hollywood, there's a one and two. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um, what, how rich? How rich His was he? father is a VP of administration for the Charles Stewart Mott Foundation. Okay. Which is, uh, the last year that they have reported revenue was $228 million, so. Okay. I think, you know, reasonably rich. There's something about his countenance that I find to be, like, trustful. Like, I, like, I look at him and I do trust him. I don't know why. Um, it would probably lead me to, like, ruin. I, and, it, and it may have. Uh, who knows? Um, oh, oh. What? Apparently. Ew, he's with Halsey? This year he was. <laughs> Interesting taste, this man. Um, <laughs> interesting taste. But I'm different. <laughs> <laughs> I could make things better for him. 
<laughs> That's is, what you're failing to understand. He's an unusual. He is an oddball so, character. And of course, later in Cult, his character's got some Mansony aspects. Um, oh, absolutely. Right. Right. Oh, he's already on the docket for a. a TBA American Horror Story in 2021. Like, I wonder if you just signed a 20-year contract with Ryan Murphy because... Was he in 84, though? I didn't see any of that. I don't think he was in 84. Clearly... he was on pose. Clearly, Thera Paulson is with him for life. Oh, my gosh. He played, get this shit, four characters in American Horror Story Apocalypse. Yeah. Okay, let me think about this. Let me see if I can name them. So he is the hairdresser, first and foremost. Yep. And then he is the um, the dorky uh, software programmer. Yep. With yep, the yep, bowl yep, cut yep. with Billy Eichner. Yep. Um, I think he plays Tate again. Uh-huh. That's right. That's right. And... Then he plays the hotelier again. You got it, girl. Oh my god! Ding 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 ding. I, wa- I rewatched Apocalypse this year because I feel like sometimes facing my fear uh-huh. is helpful, and it was fun. It was it's goofy. It's, it's a romp. It's like, a kooky one. Joan Collins, my birthday twin. Joan yes, Collins. Yes, we love that. Um, yeah. Okay. Billy so, Eichner. Bill, Billy Eichner playing a straight. I'm okay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, of course, is with Leslie Gross. <laughs> Leslie Grossman, sure. is that who it is? Leslie Grossman, also yeah. a star of Popular. Okay, also, I love Leslie Grossman. I, I, I love Leslie oh, Grossman. She's an October 25th Scorpio. Oh, interesting. Happy birthday, Leslie happy, Grossman. Happy birthday, she's, Leslie Grossman. She's just freshly 49. She is... And she looks great. She's a treat. I heard her on a podcast last year, and I was just like, man... I like this queen. No, I really like she her She played Mary vibe. Cherry on uh, Popular, which is mm-hmm. like the popular bitch. Okay. She yeah. has um, Judith Judy Greer mm-hmm. energy. Yeah. 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 Yep, yep, yep. So other people that, um, Tate also, his character in, not Tate, Evan Peters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot Kate Mara was on that show. You talked about it I earlier. Yeah. I lo- we love the Maras. We haven't even mentioned Frances Conroy. We got a Francis Conroy. Conroy. This is going to be one of our longest episodes because really we cannot shut up about <laughs> character <laughs> actors. This is a feast. Um, three hours later. Uh, so also, I And you know who hasn't gotten his flowers is Matt Ross. <laughs> we need to discuss this. Matt Ross is creepy, though. He's so creepy. And I didn't know his name until yesterday there was someone else that i was like that guy's always creepy um so matt ross famously of um of big, big love, love. He played, uh what's he, his name he was the doctor dr montgomery in season one. Oh yes yeah, so yeah. anyway other people that evan peters played that were based off of sort Probably. of real characters was um kit his character kit and i almost said kit porter and that is from the l word so i was wrong there all kinds of wires crossed tonight all kinds of wires no, in retrograde. Kit y'all porter be careful famously played by pam greer in the l word <laughs> famously uh, famously and we love pam pam um this, every time craig would walk in the room he would just scream pam when he saw pam greer that sounds right yeah um so Kit was based off of, uh, let me look this up. It was someone I'd never heard of before. Um, 
But there was like a real, it was like a, a um, Kit Walker, he is. Help me out. Oh, he's based on the, the, the alien guy. Yeah, 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 the alien guy. So he's based on an actual guy who was named, Kit Walker is married to a woman named Alma Marker, Alma Walker. They had a, um, an interracial marriage and uh, they claim to have been uh, abducted by aliens. Wait, are those their real names? Yep. Are you sure? Well, uh, I mean, I don't know. No, I don't think so. Sorry, I'm looking at the AHS. Yeah, I thought so. It's Barney and Betty Hill. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Kit and Alma Walker. Uh, no, and they were also an interracial couple, although I believe that she was a white um, and he was African-American. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yes. Um, both members of the double, uh, NAACP, highly regarded in their community. I'm reading this straight from an insecured website. Okay. Insecured. Okay. What a famously drunk episode for us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like, um, they, they were abducted by aliens for sure. Okay. Like, for okay. sure. Interesting. Um, anyway, that was just a small note. Interesting. Just wow. a little high note. Extremely dumb bitch hours. The dumbest bitch hours tonight. Um, uh, no, I think it's fine because we definitely do need to talk about Francis Conroy. Did you have anyone else on your inspired by list? I did not. Okay, so we also have to discuss the Myrtle. Well, obviously, she's based on Grace Coddington. Yeah, Myrtle is Grace Coddington. There's simply no way around there, it. You can't. You can't. She looks just like Just her. like shut up because you can't. You know what I'm saying? Francis Conroy. That bitch. She's that bitch. That bitch. Then no, that dear, bitch. Don't be a hater. She's fantastic. She's so great. And I would I encourage you to Ryan listen Murphy to the song well. Convoy. <laughs> We've done this exact bit on the show. I'm not going to do it now, but I just think that it will like improve <laughs> your your uh, future road trips. Uh-huh. If you listen to C.W. McCall's Convoy and then just sing, <laughs> We Got Francis Conroy, you're going to go good. Ain't a beautiful sight. Yeah. You're, I would like, if someone could get me in touch with Francis Conroy's people, we can get cracking on merch. I truly, truly love that bitch. I love that bitch. I'm ready to rank my seasons Okay, now. let's do it. We didn't really hardly talk about Roanoke, which you would think would be so the most actually, historically rich. It's based on, like, a real historical mystery. And every... I feel like it's, like, a Jack the Ripper kind of thing where, like, every couple years somebody's like, well, girls, we solved it. But the internet just loves to have a reason to keep sleuthing. Right. Okay. And so Roanoke is one there of those. There was a Roanoke colony in Virginia. Or was it North Carolina? I think it was Virginia. Um, no, I think it's North Carolina. Roanoke colony. Let me look this up. It was... Uh, Sir Walter Raleigh settled it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be North it Carolina. It is in North Carolina. Raleigh, You're North right. Carolina. You're right. Um, uh, when I'm good, I'm good. I've been watching Outlander there in North Carolina now. Okay. Um, so this colony, on the coast. everyone was found dead or disappeared. And then what they just saw carved into a tree was Croatoan. And they actually referenced that in season so one. So what happened House. was a bunch of men went back to England for supplies. Okay. And when they came back, oh, okay. they couldn't find the people there. Mm-hmm. And they had Croatoan carved on a tree. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the lesson that everyone should have taken several times throughout the 17th century was like, perhaps you do not belong here. Okay. Perhaps this land is already occupied. Like their max population in 1587 was 121 people. And that's like a stretch. Like they don't know for sure that it was between 112 and 121. Okay. That is not enough to sustain each other. No. 
not everyone has all the necessary skills to no, keep you no. safe in a coastal town. No. In a new territory. No. Um, yeah, that season was fun to watch, but it pure was actually bullshit. Like, not, yeah, not I would based say on anything. Until the last episode, classic Murphy fumbling at the, the 10 yep. yard line. Until the last episode, which did feature. Trixie Mattel mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. was one of the most successfully carried out seasons. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I will let you rank first. I will tell you that I will be excluding Freak Show, Hotel, and what is it, Camp or 1984? 19- I didn't watch I, them either. I'm excluding those because I did not watch them. Okay. So coming in first, I have Murder House. Oh, you're going. You're going in first to last. Oh, should I? Okay, I should do descending order. Okay. Yes, but people know Suspense. that Murder House is your favorite now. So sorry, I said that at the top anyway. So at the bottom of those, uh, 1984 is excluded, but the bottom is Freak Show. Um, aside from Jessica Lang doing what she had to do, she kind of did a um. What what is her name? I like her a lot. The kind of um, Marlena Dietrich. Thank you. Yeah, she had this like blue suit singing "Life on Mars." It was incredible. But that was like oh, that was the great. moment, and then everything else sucked. Um, next, I would say Cult. I didn't hate Cult. There were it was just a little too on the nose for the recent. moment. It was a little recent. It did feel like it mocked our pain a little bit. It did. Yeah, but it also had the iconic Sarah Paulson. Mm-hmm. I put arsenic in the wine and the pasta. And your it pussy also, and your pussy. It also had, uh, what's that actress's name? Allison Pill. Allison Pill. She, and we love Allison yes, Pill. Is she straight? Because I feel like she I've seen her. She is straight. Yeah, okay. She's got she Natasha play, Leone disease. She Yes, she plays a lesbian so frequently. So frequently. But she's straight. Um, okay, then in eighth place, I have, sorry, seventh place, I have Hotel. Okay. I loved it, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Pure camp. Lady Gaga was incredible. But as a plot, like, it didn't, again, it didn't super hold together. Okay. Uh, Coming in sixth place, Apocalypse. Fun. Mm -hmm. It's just fun. I had a good time. Okay. Uh, Loved that they brought back characters from previous seasons, particularly the Coven Queens. It was a good time. Billy Porter. Great. Mm -hmm. Um, Fifth, or sorry, fourth, I put Roanoke. Roanoke. Mm -hmm. Roanoke. Boy, <laughs> because I thought it was. Is she cl- from Maryland? <laughs> She's from Maryland. I thought it was clever how he flipped, like midway through the season, it becomes a different thing. It's like a TV show about what you've just watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, Asylum. Incredible TV, but truly one of the scarier premises. Number two, Coven. Mm-hmm. Incre- the aesthetic is there. It's I there. love New Orleans. It's great. And then number one is Murder House for me. It just it just held together the best, I think, of all of them. Okay, as I'm, a writing, I'm writing mine out right now. And Ooh, I'm, I'm she sort said, of surprised. Hold on. She said, I'm going to make you wait. Okay, and I do feel comfortable ranking Freak Show in this because I watched the first half of it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hold off. And you off. knew enough to know that you didn't want to keep going. Right. I am holding off on ranking Hotel because I think it might be higher than I would expect. Yeah. And holding off on 1984, I'm just... Well, yeah, I, I started the first episode and was like, I can't do it. No, I don't care. I'm not interested really in like 80s nostalgia because I was born in 91. <laughs> like, okay, wow. Don't act disgusted. You were only five years ahead of me. I love the music, but like when people... There's like a cottage industry. Like the movie I mean, Super famously, 8, we love... Stranger Things. All these things that are like, remember E.T.? We had fun. Like, I'm just like, shut up. Oh, jeez. We discovered a song from the 80s tonight 
things can only get better by yeah. Howard whoa, Jones. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, no, I feel good knowing that now. Yeah, I do too. Uh, in a similar vein, a song that just bangs, 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 won't stop. Tarzan Boy by Baltimore. It's a great song. Yeah. It's so good. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Okay, so. Okay, so ranking. You had Freak the, Show at the bottom. I'm putting Freak Show at the bottom. Okay. I'm putting Freak fair, Show at the bottom. Fair. Uh, just above that, I'm putting Cult. That's where I had it. Yep. Um, yeah, I do. Again, it. there were parts that were compelling, I suppose, but it. There, it's the recency problem. It's like the newsroom. Yeah. Why that show was never successful. Yeah. Like, you can't contextualize history when it was two minutes ago. Right. Exactly. It's not fair to anyone. No. But. I put wine in the, or I put poison arsenic. I put arsenic in the pasta, or in the wine. And, and the, the pasta. pasta. And she says it with her beautiful little lips. It's incredible. So and the wine. And, and it's the like, pasta. as, as an Allison Pill is like falling onto the ground. It's, it's that gif is iconic, but I told Lindsay there was one, I think I blogged it on Tumblr, don't go looking. <laughs> um, years ago, that was, I put arsenic in your bussy and your thrissy. <laughs> <laughs> and it really made me laugh. Anything with ussy as a suffix that year was instant likes. <laughs> um, number five, although I do think it was successfully carried off, Roanoke. Ah, okay. Because the last few episodes are literally just like, uh, what it's, it's not defiance. Is that what it's called? The do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Oh, um... What is that Oh my called? god, Dumb Bitch Hours are like <laughs> all <laughs> night hour. long. Um, no, what is that movie called? Banjo Movie <laughs> Deliverance. Deliverance. I, all I had to do was Google Banjo Movie. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe that? It was very Deliverance at the end. It was all Deliverance, which and is like not... So he um, plays something Mott in that... Evan Peters does. Yes, he does. And that's like his dad works for some fund that is something Mott. And I wonder if it's related. Yeah, Stay there's tuned. probably something related to that. So the thing with Roanoke 2, the the setup of it was clever, like the actors and the real people and all that fun stuff. And it's very winky about um, Ryan Murphy, especially that like we have a, um, a, what is her name? I was just talking about her, who played Madame LaRie. Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates. That we have Kathy Bates getting too into her character. And, like, becoming a murderous freak about it. Yep. It's all very fun. Um, and we have, oh, what is his name? The cutie from Glee who's last, Jacob Artist has, like, a brief moment in mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But, okay, this is one of those weird things. There are, like, certain classes of people that it is acceptable to be cruel about in this country still. And uh, poor white people is still one of them. Yep. And it's like, I still don't want to punch down economically ever. Yeah. And so, like, the like the trope of, like, we'll eat your meat. Like, yeah. It's just... It's, it's just kind of gross, yeah. It's hacky. Yeah. It's hacky, and it is still scary, though. Yeah. I mean, it's a, I guess it's a folk horror and a body horror element. And the body horror of it all. The body horror of it all was actually unbearable, but we also... We talked about this today. I had not heard that term uh-huh. until this year. Because it was probably about in relation to Carmen Maria Machado, right? Oh, you think? Yeah, that's where I learned the term. But it is a term that is so appropriate to describe where I can't go. I can't do it. Um, And I'll also say the last episode had several, like, found footage moments where it was like, enough! Yeah. But they did resurrect the character of Lana Winters, so we got to give a hat tip to that. Number four... I thought this was just nothing but fun. Apocalypse. Just a good time. <laughs> it's just fun. Yeah, fun. We have Thera Paulson playing Wilhelmina Venable. <laughs> I 
can't believe I didn't say that. How many characters did she play in that? Oh, so my she, God. She played... At least that, and then... Okay, I don't know. And What's Her Nuts up. Good. Yep. Um... I wouldn't be shocked if Lana Winters was involved in that, too. You're she, probably right. Yeah, and then we get Lily Ray back to play Missy Day. Oh, well, we loved that. Um, we get a lot of our fan favorites come back. We have, um, what's his name from SVU? Oh, Christopher Maloney. No, girl, I wish. Wasn't uh, he in it? B.D. Wong. B.D. Wong, you're B. right. B.D. Wong, Dakota Johnson, a.k.a. Cheyenne Jackson. Now, that might have been their gayest season. It, it might have been. Coven this is, or that. This is also the introduction of Cody Fern oh. as, like, the son of Satan. And, and Kathy listen, Bates rocking, like, an Ellen's new haircut. The girls went crazy for Cody Fern. The girls being me and Lindsay and gay men. And also, say, all the Rue girls that I follow on Instagram were, like, tagging him and stuff. Oh, like, Cody, Cody Fern you. is attractive. Yeah. Um, but, like, in a pretty boy way, it's, like, Rocky and Rocky Horror. Where yep. It's like, I actually don't want to touch you because it just will never happen. Right. You're cool to look at. On Apocalypse, she played three characters. Who did she play? Wilhelmina Villanueva, uh-huh. Cordelia Good, and yes. Billy Dean Howard. I don't remember Billy Dean. Why Let's would she see. have played Bill? Oh, the the mystic. Hold on. Yeah, she's the medium that was in in murder. She just murder wanted house. to flex because that's not even that big of a character. No, but that and was- they also they go back to Murder House and make fun of um, what's his nuts fapping. Who? Uh, Tate. No, no, help me out. It's not, uh, okay, he is Vagina Monologue's son-in-law. I don't know why that's going to help you. It's the, not. The dad from Murder House, Lindsay. Oh, Dermot Mulroney. Dylan no, McDermott. <laughs> Dylan McDermott. And I, like, my, my breadcrumb trail was, the, was Vagina <laughs> Monologue's son-in-law. His mother-in-law is Eve Ensler. Um, okay, so Dylan McDermott, they like are making fun of that scene where he's jerking it at the window. They okay. go back and they, they like laugh like, oh, in fact, that wasn't ridiculous. Okay. Uh, so yes, I would say Apocalypse is just a, a riot. It's just a riot. It appears that between the seven, eight seasons of, of uh, American Horror Story that Sarah Paulson's been in, she's played like 11 characters. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Has she been in every single season? No, she wasn't in 18, 1984. Okay. She I, was in uh, Murder House, Asylum, Coven, mm-hmm. Freak Show, Hotel, Roanoke, okay. Cult, and Apocalypse. Is that yeah. in Peter's in 1984? Is uh, it just like I don't know. fresh Honestly, blood all around? Is that sure. why I hated it? I'm not sure. I didn't, I just did not give it a fair shake. But I didn't either. I watched the first episode and said this really isn't doing it for it's me. It's not for me. Oh, um, you know what? Uh, well, let's see. Wikipedia. Oh, it did have Cody Fern, and it had Billy Lord. That's what I thought, but those are like his new and players. And Leslie Grossman, okay, John Carroll Lynch. Those are all still kind of Leslie his new Jordan. Players. Oh, well, okay, you should have told me that a while ago. <laughs> Emma Roberts. Oh, also, it's Willie worth- Rabe. Maybe I'm gonna watch this season. Maybe Willie Rabe come back. Come back. Then <laughs> <laughs> went rock. Angelica Ross. Gus Kenworthy. I'm gonna watch this, but also I knew Matthew Gus Kenworthy was in it. Not Matthew Morrison. <laughs> no. We haven't buried him in a shallow grave yet? Only nine episodes. Maybe we watch it. How much is Matthew Morrison in it before I watch? Um, it doesn't appear a lot. He's not... He's Only not, all nine episodes? Well, he's listed as one of the main characters, so I, I guess maybe a lot. <laughs> no, he needs, like, abolish prisons, but except for Matthew Morrison. <laughs> uh, another fun thing about Roanoke, before I, I blow past it... Um, Cricket Marlowe, as played by Leslie Jordan. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about Cricket Marlowe. That was when you and I got back into uh, Horror Story, because I skipped um, Freak Show and Hotel, and then we were at your old house, and we were like, let's watch Roanoke, and Cricket Marlowe showed up, and we were like, this is why we watch television. <laughs> this is it, right here. Yeah, that little wig 
is perfect. He's so cute. Uh, coming in at number three, Shocking the Girls, Murder House. Oh, I really? wanted to put it higher okay. because I do think structurally. You watched it more recently. I did. And I thought that like structurally it was the, the strongest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There are all sorts of side characters, but they don't feel inorganic because the whole thing of it is, is that this is a cursed house where bad things happen. And that as a premise. It holds water. It's so flexible. It is flexible. You can do a lot with it. It works, and then, like, it was a pretty small nuclear family. We didn't have, like, a lot of people to keep up with. You really could do a murder house, too, for that matter. They could with, do a murder house, too. The, the first season. It would be pretty successful, I think. As ghosts. And and there were, like, weird diversions, as there are. There's always this, like, mid-season swerve. But it all kind of worked. Yeah, it kept together. The only reason I put it so low is that they're... Not so low. I mean, it's number three. Right. Is that, like, there are just some iconic moments that make the other two... Unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. So, number two, Asylum. Mm -hmm. I think it is the scariest of all of them. Okay. Unfortunately, it does feature the dreaded Adam Levine in the first episode. I forgot about that. I know. And you should. And you should keep forgetting about it. Yeah. It's good for your Um, mental health. Here's why we love Asylum. Uh, Kid is actually very sweet. Yeah. Um, Chloe Sevigny gets her limbs chopped off. Oh, my God. Chloe Sevigny. Yes. I forgot she was in that. Yes. There's a very textured layered character that uh jessica lang is playing she's complicado no she really she's she's like an evil nun but there's like an interesting past and lily rabe's character is iconic yes like a like a satan nurse she doesn't get like possessed she gets possessed there's also the dominique i was about to say the the top two what they both have in common are iconic music choices yes the dominique and the name game Judy, like that's yeah. in there too, yeah. and then of course Lana Winters having Lana Winters. her like sapphic moment of glory. I'm tough, but I'm no cookie. Like mm. we love it. It's classic. It's the that most premise is the scariest thing to me. That I was gonna say. Also, I've like shared this fear forever is like getting institutionalized. Right. It's terrible when you know that you're not actually mentally ill. Yeah. 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 It's it's horrible. And '60s New England is like a a scary place. It's ripe for horror. Yeah, and there's, like, a relationship secret element for, like, both Kit and Lana. Yeah. It all, like, I think it has a lot of... I was scared and involved the entire time. Yeah. Number one, Coven. Gotta be Coven. Okay. Yeah, for you. Every bit of it is fun. The clothes are great. It's camp. It's it's so and camp. You know what I, honestly, there's so much that as you're talking about things, because it's been a... Most of these I watched when they were on, and mm-hmm. then I didn't watch them again. I'm now realizing I forgot entirely that Stevie Nicks was on. Uh, yes, ma'am. Okay, musically, the castle, and, and that premise is great. Yeah, Stevie Nicks, the White Witch, is there. There's also like uh, I'm trying to remember. There's like a zombie song or something that um, that Fiona Good dances to. That's great. This is the hottest Jessica Lang has ever looked in her entire in life. her entire life. Um, Stevie Nicks comes on and plays this beautiful piano version of Gypsy, and then I think later Seven Wonders. Yep. Um, Lily Rabe's character, Misty. Misty is like a the she's most like lovable hero worship Stevie Nicks. And we all do. Right. Um, it was just a fun cast. They used the same actress from Murder House, the young woman with Down syndrome, who oh, was so great in this. I loved her. Yes. Um, what is her name? I just saw it. Um, oh, she was so cute. So uh, also, isn't it? Oh, who's that one? Jamie character? Brewer. Yes. Who's that one character actress who plays Tate's mom? Jessica Lane. No, 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 no. Sorry, not Tate's mom. Um, that Okay, so there's like a zombie version of Evan Peters in this series. 
And his mom is like gross and abusive, but I'm trying to remember Mayor Winningham. Mayor oh, Winningham. Yes. This yep. is the introduction of Emma Roberts in this series, Angela Bassett, Gabrielle Sidibe. It's just great. But the musical thing that I was talking about, obviously the Stevie Nicks of it all. But then that's when they started using that musical cue of ha, 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 ha. You're right. Yes. Yeah. Yep. 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 And where they're going to brunch in the all black with the parasols. And it's iconic. There's like, it's, it's rewatchable because the plot doesn't matter. It's stupid. Who cares? Right. There's the Axe Man. It's just great. I mean, it's grisly in a lot of ways. Yeah. And then there is that weird part where you're like, please, Father God, do not try to redeem Madame LaLaurie. Mm-hmm. And they don't. Oh, Thaisa for me. Oh, she's in the first one, too. Yeah. Um, I can't tell you that I think she's a great actress. I do uh, love her, though. I do love her by virtue of being a Farmiga. Vera Farmiga, I will ride hard for. Absolutely. 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 I would say number three had, like, the most of our, our favorite actors yes. from the Murphyverse yeah. in it. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Uh, and Frances Conroy is Myrtle Snow. Iconic. Absolutely iconic. Balenciaga! Um... So we are, this is the longest we've done in a long time. What uh, are we at? An hour and 20 minutes, honey. That, you know, that's honey. conservative, honestly. Um, did you have any closing thoughts on the Murphy verse? Well, just in general, I've often said that I think when he's basing it off of true source material, it's his strongest, like American mm-hmm. Crime Story. Yep. Um, I think he had more limited involvement. In- I forget that he did that, too. It is what, so good. What doesn't the man attempt to do? Well, you have to give him his due a little bit. Right. He's- Although, if it comes out that he's, like, insanely, like, a monster and kind of abusive, I, like, believe I, won't, it too. I won't be surprised. No. I'm not, but he has range. I'm not leveling that accusation. I just wouldn't be surprised. No. Um, But... And Pose, I would say, is his, like, Pose has genuinely moved me at several times. Um, American Horror Story is just kind of middle of the road in terms of, like, his output. Yeah. But it is, like, a tie that binds us. Like, this is our first year in about ten years that we haven't had a new season of American Horror Story. They did put Ratchet on Netflix, which I feel like is... I'll accept that. ...meant to be a sub. I've watched a little bit of it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's fine. There's some actors that are, um, the, the gentleman, one of them is from American Crime Story. Um. But it used to be the thing where, like, he would announce the premise for that. Like, yeah, like. In the summer. A, yeah, in And August. you would start getting, like, these, like, spooky little vignettes. Yep. Oh. So spooky. Very bad. Yeah. And you're like, oh my god, this is going to be so good. Yeah, and I mean, every year around Christmas, that's mm-hmm. when it's like, this is really shitting the bed. But we were happy to have our first few weeks. We did. It was, yeah, it was a good Halloween to Christmas bridge. This is like our dark shadows. Yes, very yeah. dark. Uh, and I'm grateful to it. And there's some of it, like, I really came in here ready to eviscerate him. I'm like, of course Anne Frank was not in a mental facility in the 60s. Right. That, of course, is true. But, like, the things that he, tr- like, kind of got right, he got more right than I thought he would. Right. So I'm going to give it a C plus. Yeah, exactly. Well, um, ladies and germs, uh, we're running long. Uh, let's, did we say next week we wanted to do The Witches, the new one with Anne Hathaway? Yeah, I'm down. Let's just extend Halloween a couple more days. Okay. We will oh, do. Are we recording on election night? Oh, God. Stay tuned. Uh, <laughs> if you hear from us, we'll watch The Witches. If not, take a week off. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Until then, take care of yourselves. Bye. Bye. Bye.